Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. As the Reserve Bank weighs up whether to increase interest rates for an 11th consecutive time, the spotlight is on whether it's doing the right thing by all Australians. An independent review into the bank has handed 51 recommendations to the Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, to improve its practices. But will it really help those struggling the most? Today, business reporter Gareth Hutchins on how and why life in Australia has become less fair in the past 30 years. Gareth, there's been this review into the RBA and the Treasurer's got it. He might release it sometime before the budget in May. But the RBA, it's really the bad guy at the moment, isn't it? I mean, really, really bad. We don't really like the RBA right now. It's copping a lot of criticism. Yeah. It seemed to be inflicting a lot of pain on households with mortgages. Mm. That's news from the Reserve. We can confirm that the RBA has increased, as expected, the cash rate to 3.6%. We've had 10 rate rises in a row. We could have another one today or next month before the budget. And lots of people keep pointing to the fact that the RBA governor said that interest rates wouldn't move until 2024 at least. Mm. Bank Governor Philip Lowe has apologised for saying interest rates would not rise until 2024. I'm sorry that people listened to what we'd said and acted on that and now find themselves in a position they don't want, don't want to be in. You know, the bank's got, it's got a job and that job is to control inflation. That's what it's trying to do. Yeah, okay. I mean, I even know people that basically bought homes based on that comment from Philip Lowe, that uh, rates wouldn't rise until 2024. Anyway, that's in history now because, as you said, they've gone up a lot. Okay, so let's look at this because the RBA, it's independent of government, of course. That's been the case for decades. And it's basically there to make sure we're all okay financially, right? Yeah, its job is to do what it can to improve the welfare and prosperity of all Australians. Mm. To understand how it does that, it's good to have a little bit of historical context, I think. Mm -hmm. Back in September 1989, Bernie Fraser, who had been the Treasury Secretary for a number of years, he jumped over to the Reserve Bank to become RBA Governor. Bernie Fraser, named tonight as the new head of the Reserve Bank. Bernie Fraser is head of the Treasury at the moment and his critics say he won't be as independent as someone appointed from... And at the time, interest rates were sitting around 18%. And the economy was about to slip into the recession. The Treasurer, Paul Keating, said we had to have. Mm, 18% is huge, really. What what are they sitting at now, just for comparison? Right now it's at 3.6%. Yeah, so 18% is a lot. It was a really tough time. Arguably a lot worse than what we're seeing today. Yeah, as a a consequence of that recession, almost 320,000 people lost their jobs in a couple of years. The national unemployment rate jumped from 6.6% to 11%. But that that destruction in economic activity finally squeezed the high inflation out of the system that had beleaguered the economy all the way through the 1980s. So you you had that economic destruction, but finally the inflation had been crushed. Right, because no one had any money left to spend, so inflation pressures disappeared. Yeah, yeah. And, And... As inflation started to fall, 
Uh, Bernie Fraser's RBA board cut interest rates 15 times in a row as well. Mm -hmm. So by mid-1993, it had cut that cash rate target from 17% down to 4.75%. Another cut in Australian interest rates, the 15th in a row. He says the cuts needed to support economic recovery. But if past experience is any guide... Wow, music to our ears now, right? (laughs) (laughs) To cut rates by that much, that's what we're all hoping for. Well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't the only thing that was happening in that period either. Like in in those Mm. early 1990s, the RBA was also working behind the scenes to overhaul its policy framework. And in 1993, it adopted a flexible inflation target of 2 to 3%, and that's the target we still have today. And at the same time, the bank was also increasingly asserting its independence from government mm-hmm. by insisting on the freedom to move interest rates up and down without political interference. And so by the time Bernie Fraser's term ended as governor in 1996, a new era of central bank independence and inflation targeting had begun. And after that, we, we, we enjoyed... 29 years of uninterrupted economic growth by the time COVID hit Australia in 2020. Mm, So it sounds like the RBA was doing a pretty good job. There was a lot going on at that time, but it was keeping inflation in check. As you say, Gareth, the prime job of the RBA was, you know, to create equality and fairness for Australians, for all Australians. So let's have a look at if things are fair and equal right now today. You sat down with Bernie Fraser and asked him that question. Yes, I spent a couple of hours with him. He was really generous with his time. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining me. So you joined the RBA as governor. So I've been thinking about this for a while because of Bernie's role at the time. Now, he said in this conversation mm-hmm. that the RBA's attempts to improve economic prosperity and the welfare of all Australians had actually been undermined by neoliberalism in recent decades. Mm-hmm. Neoliberalism is about relying on the markets and the survival of the fittest in a market environment, and it's no guess who comes out in top in market environments. It's the well-heeled and the people who are able to take advantage of market power. What does he mean by that? How so, Gareth? Well, this has actually been on his mind for years. He said that back in the 90s, After authorities had finally got on top of inflation and the economy was finally recovering from that terrible recession, and after the RBA had overhauled its practices and adopted an inflation target, that Australia looked like it could go on to become a really special type of society, like combining competency in the government and the bureaucracy with fairness and compassion in our economic policies, really lighting a path that other countries might wish to follow. Mm, Sounds pretty good. And what, he doesn't see that now. That's not the path we're on anymore. No, no. Mm. he says that that vision has gone, long gone. There have been opportunities to improve living standards, but then we look at the last couple of decades in Australia and unfortunately um, the neoliberal policies that have been in place uh, over much of that couple of decades haven't been directed towards distribution. And I can explain what neoliberalism is in in a minute, but he said that that's not what Australia became. Mm. He says society is now less fair, less compassionate and more divided than it was 20 years ago and it's devoid of trust in almost every area. Mm, So it's a pretty awful assessment because if we had almost 30 years of economic growth, why would we now be living in a less fair society? Yeah, he says if you put aside the behaviour of governments, the RPA has been doing a pretty good job. 
the Reserve Bank had a steady hand. It was acting independently, but pragmatically. He says it's, it's actually been holding up its end of the bargain this whole time by achieving its inflation target. So remember, the RBA, it wants inflation to average between 2 and 3% over time. And since 1993, inflation has averaged 2.5%. So smack bang in the middle of its target. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the whole, the RBA has been performing well. It's just that successive governments have failed to use those stable conditions to build a fairer society. Right. So government policy has basically destroyed the RBA's vision of a fair society. Yeah, yeah. Bernie Fraser thinks so. And that's why we've got all these problems um, and backlogs of healthcare and uh, AIDS persons care, all those kinds of things, because they've been neglected for two decades. Okay, but how does he know that? And what's that got to do with neoliberalism, which we've mentioned a few times now? Ah, uh, yeah. Thanks for bringing me back to that point. Because <laughs> this is really important. Like, what is neoliberalism? Neoliberalism, the way to think about it is it's a political project and it has its roots in the 1930s. You may have heard of people like Friedrich Hayek, Ludwig von Mises, Milton Friedman. The law of demand in economics is inescapable. You can't get out of it. Raise the price of anything and fewer people will want to buy it. Make labor more expensive in any area. Make carpenters more expensive. This was a collection of economists that were really driven to rid the world of the economic influence of John Maynard Keynes. You know, they, they were appalled by the fashion among democratic governments in the 1940s and 50s and 60s to spend a lot of energy deliberately managing their economies to try to sustain full employment. They didn't like government interference in markets at all. And their theoretical and intellectual influence really hit the Western democratic world like a bomb in the 1970s and 80s, particularly when people, you know, like Margaret Thatcher in the UK and Ronald Reagan in the US, they ripped up those old Keynesian full employment policy frameworks and ushered in a new era. And this was the era of neoliberalism, which we're still living in. Mm. And we believe that everyone has the right to be unequal, but to us... Every human being is equally important. A man's right to work as he will, to spend what he earns, to own property, to have the state as servant and not as master, they are the essence of a free economy. And on that freedom, all our other freedoms depend. And as Bernie uh, Fraser describes it, Neoliberalism is about minimum tax, low government spending, minimal government interference in markets, and heaps of concessions for businesses because it sees businesses as being the things that drive the economy. But he says the neoliberal project is a total flop when it comes to the distribution of the growth in the economy. Mm. Markets don't listen to concerns that people on low incomes or facing unemployment might, um, might be suffering. You know, you need politicians and policymakers to listen and to act on those sorts of disadvantages. And, and uh, Okay, so Bernie Fraser, a former head of the RBA, thinks the bank is doing the job it set out to do. So he doesn't think anything substantially needs to change once this review of the RBA is made public by the Treasurer. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Bernie, Bernie Fraser's point is... With this review of the RBA, people were kind of looking in the wrong area. Mm. 
He thinks there are only a, s- a small number of things that could be done to improve the RBA's performance. He does think that members of the board need to be more representative of society. Mm-hmm. And he makes the point that there's no member from a union on the board. But surely that doesn't fix, Gareth, the wider problem, the bigger problem, that the wealthy are getting wealthier while the rest of Australians struggle and really struggle at the moment to make ends meet. Definitely not. Those types of things are mere window dressing when you look at the bigger picture. I think Bernie Fraser's point is that governments are going to have to start rebuilding that sense of fairness and equality in Australia with different policies and that that will end up making the job, the RBA's job, easier as well. Gareth Hutchins is a business and economics reporter based in Canberra. The official cash rate is at the highest level in more than a decade. Most economists are predicting rates will begin falling again early next year. This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield, Veronica Apap, Sam Dunn and Chris Dengate, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. To get in touch with the team, please email us on ABC News Daily at abc.net.au. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.